Week 9 is here in the Huron Daily Tribune Sports Podcast. For yours truly, it's a bit of a personal homecoming. As yours truly was an Essexville Garber graduate of the class of 2013, yours truly is very excited to go back to his home field and cover a game. I will talk more about that on the second half of the show. But nonetheless, the Lakers are traveling to Essexville Garber to face the Essexville Garber Dukes. We start off with Laker coach Dave Lavasser. Coach, I'm excited for this game. You're excited for this game. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. Absolutely. So, um... Before we get started with going back to last week, uh, you guys are, did win the Greater Thumb West a couple of weeks ago with the victory over Bad Axe, so uh, tell me how it feels to be a champion and uh, how you guys have been building off of that. Uh, you know, I mean, we're very thrilled to be uh, uh, champions of the league, you know, league champs, because, uh, you know, I mean, we have... Uh, we have to get through an entire schedule of some teams that play very hard and, and get after it. And, and, uh, we have to be prepared every week and, it, and we think we earned it. Um, and, uh, you know, we always want to knock down the first goal and that's conference championship. And then, uh, you know, we, we've kind of, from that point, um, you know, we've kind of tried to start to focus on our next one. So, you know, moving forward from that, we built on it with, um, with our second goal and that's to, uh, reach a, uh, undefeated regular season. So that's our goal number two that we're eyeing right now. Good deal. So, uh, of course the last pillar of the nine and O season we'll be talking about, but we'll talk a little bit about last week's game. Last week, you guys defeated Memphis 62 to nothing. Connor McCain got my athlete of the week. Um, obviously, a lot went well last week. Yeah, uh, you know the the score would suggest that, but we were, you know, we weren't pleased with uh, with a few of the things we were doing. It's, it's hard in a game like that when it starts to get away. Um, to um, it's a lot harder to manage than you might think. Um, when you get to that point, you have to start uh, kind of holding things together a little bit because it does get a little. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It kind of just gets a little bit, it just gets difficult to manage. You know, um, there's a lot of things that go wrong and you can't really justify, uh, you can't really justify them based on the outcome. You may get 15 yards, but you did everything wrong and it's hard to get something from that. And in the heat of the game, um, you know, it just things go super fast in those types of situations. So, yeah, it would appear that things went well because of the score, but, you know, there were a lot of things that we were not pleased with, So, and, which is a good thing in a way. We want to make those mistakes now and in those circumstances rather than um, in a week like, uh, you know, this upcoming week with Garber because we don't want to make those mistakes because, um, you know, we'll pay for it if we do. Yeah, and you have said before on my show that uh, you guys are looking to – be perfect in a sense of a way, which in a way is a bit impossible, but you want to perfect everything that you possibly can. Yeah, that's correct. Obviously perfect's not, um, not, not really sustainable over the course of a game, but, um, you know, you certainly can make that your objective, um, week in and week out and practice in and practice out and game in game out. So you, you want to try to at least strive for that and, and the outcome, um, usually is uh, favorable if you're if you're working hard on on getting to perfection indeed so uh, what are some of the things that you guys are looking to perfect for this week and then moving towards the playoffs um you know this week specifically you know we we 
we're working a lot on uh, past um, our past um, coverage. We want you know what type of um, coverages we're gonna we're gonna be uh, showing them, giving them what we're gonna utilize. Uh, past rush, uh, you know, fronts and and just you know shifts and things like that. So there's a lot we need to do that we haven't had to do because we haven't really seen a team like this. Uh, they throw it considerably uh we know vassar threw it quite a bit too um you know this is a different team than vassar and and uh we have to try to manage things based on what they've shown on film and you know we have to make sure that uh our past uh our, our secondary is really prepared our fronts are prepared to to give them the right adjustments uh with their emotions and such and you know offensively we we do what we do but we we have a lot of things that we have to adjust based on what they show on defense so we need to start getting that stuff in as well too indeed um Cade Cocord was Essexville Garber's quarterback, was the backup quarterback to Tommy Shapansky when I, in my last year of covering there when uh, Cade was a freshman. Now Cade's the senior. So uh, what are some of the things you have seen in Cade as well as uh, Garber's tape that you have seen at the uh, so far? Uh, good, very good team, obviously. I mean, they, they, they really are uh, pretty proficient, you know, um, in terms of uh, they get first downs and, and they don't let their mistakes um, hamper them a whole lot because they come right back to it and, and they execute. Um, you can't get them, you can't let them get, you know, two shots. Um, they'll, they'll take advantage of it. And, uh, you know, the, the quarterback there, he, uh, he gets it out extremely quick. Uh, he gets it out now and uh, we have to be we have to be prepared with uh, with different looks and different alignments and personnel and uh, you know he's dangerous uh, they got some dangerous receivers I know that uh, our guys are going to have to know where certain certain members of their staff are their personnel are and uh, you know whether they're lined up tight end slot split whatever it may be so we're you know we're definitely looking at them as being a, a you know a threat a perimeter threat and a vertical threat and our guys have to understand the importance of being in the right spot and, and executing the proper assignment and uh, you know offensively um, or defensively they uh, they they're very fast they fly to the ball and uh, you know we we got our, we're gonna have our our work cut out for us. Absolutely, even without uh, Alex Van Sumeren, as he graduated, I believe, last year, uh, moving mm -hmm. to Michigan State. So um, what are some of your keys to getting out of Ed Harvey Field with a victory in Week 9? Um, you know, I, I know I always say it, but, you know, taking care of the ball, we, what, that was one of the things last week that we, I don't want to say we struggled with, but it was a little uh, unlike us to uh, put the ball on the ground a couple times. Fortunately, we recovered. Um, we recovered, I think, one or two of them. I'm not sure. I think we put it down two or three times. Uh, yeah, two or three times. Uh, we recovered a couple of them. That's unlike us. We don't do that a whole lot. Um, so we have to take care of the ball. Uh, we have to sustain drives and we have to finish. And, um, you know, in the secondary, we have to make sure that we are precise with our coverages, with, with whatever we're doing, whatever motion looks they're giving us, we have to be able to adjust properly based on what they're doing. So, um, you know, we have to be very technical on defense this week, and we have to be very, um, uh, we have to be safety minded on offense this week. Absolutely. So, uh, as usual, uh, what's your word of the week for this week? Um, I'd have to say, word of the week for this week would probably be legacy. Um, and the reason I say that is because 
uh, we've won a conference championship now, and, and our next step is to have an undefeated season. And we're, we're looking at these goals, um, you know, and we have goals beyond that as well. Uh, we want to knock them down one at a time. And if we get those goals in our back pocket, uh, we'll have created our legacy. And, and, you know, we're trying to focus on how we want to be remembered and how, uh, how we want to be, you know, remembered in the, in the uh, history of Laker football. Good deal. So uh, at this point, uh, anything else that you may have to add? No, I'm very excited about uh, very excited about this week. I get to, you know, go back to kind of where it started for me. Um, you know, I put a few years in at Garber, and, I, and I'm excited to get back there and and uh, and get on the get onto the field and the, the old stomping grounds. Indeed, same here. And we've talked about it a lot off air that. Uh, Dave had started some of his coaching career under Dave Schwartz, actually. Uh, yeah. Who's now the athletic yep. director. Yeah, yep. It was it was a good time there. Dave Schwartz was uh, probably one of the best uh, high school football coaches I've ever worked with, if not the best. And, um, yeah, it'll be nice to get back. And I had the pleasure of watching uh, Schwartz coach at Garber for nine years until, of course, he – moved on to becoming the athletic director at Essexville Garber. So with that, um, that is the Laker portion of this week's uh, podcast. We will shift to the Garber portion of this podcast after the break. And welcome to the second half of this week's Huron Daily Tribune Sports Podcast. And this half, honestly, is quite sentimental to yours truly because behind-the-scenes Long before I joined the uh, Tribune staff, I did freelance shows on my own with the Tom Green Podcast, and for the 2019 football season, I was a member of the Tri-Valley Conference with Essexville Garber doing PA announcements for there for many years, and I had this coach that we're talking with on my show then. You know, life comes full circle, and I'm very uh, humbled and glad to have this moment come full circle. Jacob Quillard is with us. In fact, he was my gym teacher from when I was little, so <laughs> we have that going for us. Coach, it's good to talk with you as always. Hey, it's great to uh, talk with you too, Tom, and uh, sounds like everything's going great, and uh, just uh, excited to uh, play week nine. It's come fast, actually. Then that's kind of been one of the themes of the show has been this time flies when you're having fun and it, it goes so fast. I mean, as we had talked off air, I mean, just and now almost 15 years ago, I was two feet tall and the shy guy in your gym class. Here I am now, 27 years of age, on the show, talking with you, almost dominating the conversation. Yeah, I hear you, buddy. Absolutely. So uh, last week, uh, the Dukes unfortunately took one on the chin to Franken with 40-7. to that You guys are 5-3 and three coming into this game. So um, I know last week did not go well, but what have been some of the positives from this season to this point? Yeah, you know, last week, obviously, you get what you get with Frankenmuth. They're a, uh, a, a heck of a team. Uh, year in and year out, they reload every year. They're well coached. And uh, we actually played it. Uh, I, I think the score wasn't quite indicative of, of the final. Uh, they got a couple late ones on us that were uh, we probably shouldn't have given up, and uh, we turned the ball over a couple times. But we played really well. We played inspired physical football, so I was very happy, actually, with uh, how we played in that. Um, they're just a, a tremendous team, um, a, a team that's probably going to make another run this year. So 
Um, not totally disappointed with last week. We took away uh, a lot from that that we think we can help help us this week and, and hopefully in future games. Absolutely. So uh, with one week left in the regular season, I know the focus is not only on this Laker game but on the playoffs. So what are you guys looking to improve on for this week and moving forward? Yeah, I think you just look at to improve on mistakes every week and, and not making them. Uh, you know, the, the little things with penalties and uh, and then uh, turnovers. So we, we've turned the ball over a couple of weeks in a row, uh, way too many times. And uh, so we're, we're really working on uh, more ball control this week. And uh, hopefully that uh, helps us moving forward in this game. Good deal. So um, the Lakers... I mean, we've seen eight weeks of tape from them, maybe. Uh, what have you seen from the Elkton Pigeon Bayport Lakers? Yeah, you know, uh, they're a heck of a team. Um, they, they've they got some really big kids out there. Um, and uh, it's, it's going to be a, a definite challenge. Uh, they look like they play well as a team together, and uh, uh, they play very physical brand of football. So uh, it's going to be a tremendous uh uh, opportunity, but it's also going to be a, a tremendous challenge for us uh, this week. We've seen some film on them, um, a lot of their film uh, is against uh, teams that run tight formations. Um, so, and we don't run a tight formation. So, for us, uh, offensively, I think it's it's a little bit of a, of a change for both teams and what they're going to be dealing with as far as. Uh, uh, offensive and defensive sides of football. Absolutely. So um, one of the big question I have for you is, at least on this game, is what uh, Ethan Wisner, we know he has really dominated the run game this year for the Lakers. How? What are some of your plans to try to stop him? Is that 26? That is number 26. Yeah, we, we, we go by numbers around here. But uh, <laughs> uh, too hard to remember too many names. Uh, yeah, 26. He's he's a dominant football player. Uh, we you know we've termed him a little bowl, uh, kind of a bowling ball in there. Uh, tough to take down. Um, built low to the ground uh, with a lot of weight on him, and uh, he runs the ball well. He runs it aggressively. So um, we're going to have to uh, be very physical up front and uh, kind of uh, close some holes up front and not give him, uh, you know, holes to move in. And uh, it'll be a tremendous challenge for us because he's a, he's a heck of a back. Indeed. I've had the pleasure of watching him for a lot of this season, and he, he definitely has impressed a lot. He is in the running for uh, Thumb Sports Trades Association Player of the Year, and we'll see how that plays out here in a few weeks. So um, uh, a, a more Garber-centric question, I guess, and it's about the defense. Um We've had, you guys have had a Van Sumeran now for the past six, seven-ish years. Now without a Van Sumeran, how is the defense, uh, how have you had to change the defense? Yeah, uh, we've, uh, we were fortunate to have some great, great players over the course of the years. Obviously, Benny Van Sumeran is playing at Michigan State now. Um Braden Schwarthout, our one tackle, is, he's he's starting at right tackle for uh, CMU now. Beef and then and the, yeah, beef. And then we had uh, Alex, uh, obviously Alex Van Sumeren. He's also at Michigan State. So we we've been very fortunate uh, to 
to be able to coach some of those kids and get them to uh, help get them to levels that uh, they're excelling at right now. Um, we don't have that kind of team this year. Last year we had many more um, stars, so to speak, when you're talking about guys like Alex and Tommy Schapansky uh, and yes. uh, Logan Anthony and just, you know, dynamic players um, or that are viewed as dynamic players. Um, we have uh, a less dynamic team, but this team has really come together. Uh, we've got 16 seniors, um, and they have, from the day, day one, we talked about culture and creating a different culture this year as far as playing together, being together, uh, playing for each other, and uh, everybody doing their job. And, and they've done a fantastic job with that. Um, they hang out together. They're a tight knit group and it's been a real, real fun year to coach these kids. We might not have as much talent, but boy, we, we've really played, um, through some difficult situations, especially with the injuries this year. We've had several injuries. We lost two of our starting, uh, offensive linemen, uh, slash defensive linemen that we've had to fill in and kids have had to step up in. Um, so it's, it's, it's been challenging but they have made it so much better just by the tight-knit uh carolina culture as we call it um this year that they've created gotcha and one thing that comes to my mind and i know it's kind of comparing apples to oranges is the 2004 pistons how they did not have an really much of an mvp type candidate but they play they swarmed around and played stout defense and that got them a five-game sweep, per se, over the Los Angeles Lakers to win that NBA Finals. You guys are so – it seems to me that um, the culture is kind of building in that way. Would that, would, would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, there's a lot of analogies you could, you know, throw toward that. Um, they uh, definitely I'm, – I'm very proud of them. They, they've, they've really played hard. We're, a, we're an undersized team. We don't have a kid over 196 pounds uh starting for us uh so everybody has been uh bigger than us uh and laker will be as well and um we just continue to play hard and play with a great effort every game and uh just very proud of their efforts and their uh and their toughness absolutely so uh, what are some of your keys to getting out of this week nine game with a victory well, I think, you know, we've, we've got to uh, not turn the ball over. And like I said, um, mm -hmm. we've got to keep the uh, penalties to a minimum. And uh, we've got to be able to stop their run game. Um, you know, that they, they really like to throw it up in there, um, basically with 11 guys and then kind of just uh, mull the middle. Um, and uh, so I, I call it the old kind of muddle huddle style where they're just trying to, to pack it in there and, and, and move the football that way. So, you know, we've got to be uh, tough up front and we've got to be smart up front and uh, follow our keys that we've uh, come up with as a coaching staff. And, uh, you know, that, that will definitely help. Um, and then, you know, we've, we've got to do a good job of, of taking care of um, offensively uh, running the ball and passing and having a little bit more balanced attack. 
Gotcha. So um, just like three years ago, I'm sure once you found out you were on this show, you had to think up of something. What's the word of the week for this week? <laughs> the word of the week. Oh, I would say... Oops, I got a bell. Uh, I would say the word of the week. Uh... God, Tom, you're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> um, I would just say culture. I would sure. say stick to our culture, stick to what we've done all season long, which is stay together and and, and be a very physical uh, crew. And, uh, you know, winning comes in a lot of different forms. And if we give maximum effort and play the best game we possibly can, uh, we could, we've considered that wins all year. So, um, obviously, we want to get a W on the board, um, but I think it, it all stems down to our culture and, and what the kids and, and the coaching staff together have created this year. So uh, the culture, I would say, you know, and, and just playing together. Absolutely. So you guys have had already had homecoming. Lakers have already had homecoming. This week is kind of my own personal homecoming. I'm excited, Coach. I really am. <laughs> awesome, man. I'm glad to have you back. Absolutely. Anything else that you may have to add? No, I, I guess that's probably it. All righty. He is Jake Coquillard, and opening kickoff is scheduled for 7 p.m. at Ed Harvey Field in Essexville. Looking forward to it. Lakers and Garber, Week 9. This has been the Huron Daily Tribune Sports Podcast, Playoff Podcast next week with our Upper Thumb Coaches.